Hey, I'm Andy. I'm Andy. And you're listening to the HMO Podcast. Over 10 years ago, I set myself the challenge of building my own property portfolio. And what began as a short-term investment plan soon became a long-term commitment to change the way young people live together. I've now built several successful businesses, I've raised millions of pounds of investment, and I've managed thousands of tenants. Join me and some very special guests to discover the tips, tricks, and hacks, the ups and the downs, the best practice, and everything else you need to know to start, scale, and systemize your very own HMO portfolio. Now. In today's episode, I'm going to give you an introduction to rent to rent. We're going to talk about the fundamentals of the rent to rent strategy. And I'm going to be drawing on my years of experience of actually building my own rent to rent business. I started that business back in 2015, 16, scaled it all the way up. And I actually sold that business earlier in the year. If you've been listening to the show recently, you'll have heard me talking about the business that I sold. And that was it. It was a hugely positive experience. I have got so much passion for rent to rent because I see and I personally understand the value that a good rent to rent business can create. Now, if you're new to the idea of rent to rent, or perhaps you've already started rent to rent business, but you need to just check in and make sure that you're on the right path, make sure you stay tuned to the podcast over the next few weeks because I've got a lot more coming for you. Next week, I've got some very special guests back on the show, and we're going to be going into even more detail on rent to rent. And we've got some really exciting stuff coming that we're going to make available for you guys out there in our community who either want to start or scale up a rent to rent business. So make sure you are staying very close to the ground in this one. Today, we're going to talk about what rent to rent really is. We're going to go over the basics, the fundamentals of the strategy, and I'm going to give you some ideas and some examples from my own experiences. So if rent to rent could be something that you want to do, or if you're already starting or growing your own rent to rent business, then today's episode is definitely for you. Make sure you stick around. Please sit back, relax, and enjoy today's episode of the HMO Podcast. Hey guys, it's Andy here. We're going to be getting back to the podcast in just a moment. But before we do, I want to tell you very quickly about the HMO Roadmap. Now, if you're serious about replacing your income, or perhaps you've already got a HMO portfolio that you want to scale up, then the HMO Roadmap really is your one-stop shop. Inside the Roadmap, you'll find a full 60-lesson course delivered by me, teaching you how to find more deals, how to fund more deals and raise private finance, how to refurbish great properties, how to fill them with great tenants that stay for longer, and how to manage your properties and tenants for the future. We've also got guest workshops added every single month. We've got new videos added every single week about all sorts of topics. We've got downloadable resources, cheat sheets and swipe files to help you. We've got case studies from guests and community members who are doing incredible projects that you can learn from. And we've also built an application just for you that allows you to appraise and evaluate your deals, stack them side by side and track the key metrics that are most important to you. To find out more, head to the hmoroadmap.co.uk now and come and join our incredible community of HMO property investors. Okay, welcome back. So today we're going to be talking about rent run and I'm going to give you an overview as to what this strategy is all about. I am really passionate about rent run It has played a really important role in my broader property business. And I think for anybody who has got the right attitude and the right sort of commitment, rent to rent can be a phenomenally powerful model. If you want to eventually build your own business that's based on assets, buying HMOs, or even going on to buy other things, SAs, commercial to resi developments, whatever it might be, rent to rent is a great stepping stone. And I have no issues whatsoever saying that on the podcast. That's for a lot of people, what it is. And it doesn't mean that's all it has to be. It can still be a fantastic business, but it can also be a stepping stone to other things. And to be honest, a lot of businesses are like that. That's absolutely fine. 
I've talked on the show quite passionately about the idea of building a trading business, building a cash flowing business like RentRent as one example to help you ultimately go on and buy assets. It is the quickest and easiest solution to building a property portfolio. You see, just building a property portfolio out of thin air with a limited amount of capital and time and experience is really, really difficult. But there is no doubt, and again, I have no issues whatsoever saying this on the podcast, that building a rent-to-rent business is a little bit easier. The barrier to entry is low, you require less capital, and you can generate some really, 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 really significant amounts of cash flow. And once that's happening, everything else gets a lot easier. It starts to snowball. So what are we going to cover in today's episode? Well, I'm going to give you an introduction. I'm going to talk about the fundamentals, the foundations of a good rent-to-rent business, just to whet the appetite. I'm going to get the juices flowing a little bit. We're going to talk about what rent-to-rent really is. We're going to talk about the fundamentals of the strategy. We're going to talk about how we can go about finding deals. We're going to talk about what's involved in managing rent-to-rent businesses and managing rent-to-rent properties. That is a big part of this strategy. We're going to talk about financing and how we can think about scaling up a rent-to-rent business. And we're going to talk about some common misconceptions of this strategy. So let's get started by talking about what rent-to-rent really is. I'm sure for most people listening to today's podcast, they're aware of the idea of rent-to-rent. But It's not a new concept whatsoever. This has been around for centuries and it happens every single day in the commercial industry. It's no different to what happens on eBay and on Amazon. It's an arbitrage model. Somebody takes a product at X, they do something with it and they sell it back on at Y. We're just doing it in the rental sector and there's no reason, no rules. There's nothing whatsoever that says we can't do it. The devil is all in the detail. We, of course, need the appropriate permissions. And the complicated part about this for us is that There's a lot of red tape in our industry. There's a lot of regulation and we need to manage that. We need to make sure that we're doing everything the right way. There are some huge benefits to this model. And the main benefit for me is the fact that this requires substantially less capital to get into than the alternative idea of actually buying your own assets. If you want to go and buy your own HMO, you're going to need a 25% deposit plus all your costs, then you're going to need to refurbish it. It's very, very expensive. You don't need all of that with a rent-to-rent property. Depending on the sort of deal that you do, you could get away with a couple of thousand pounds. The average amount that we used to spend was about £12,500, and we really kind of sweated that cash to push the rental value up, and that is how to make the most of an arbitrage model. You really want to force that value up, renting it at X, forcing that value up by spending a bit of money and then reletting it at Y. And that's where our margin is. But for me, that lower capital requirement for anybody whose objective, certainly in the short term, is to build cash flow. If you want to generate two, five, ten thousand pound a month, it's going to be much easier to do it like this than it is to buy properties if you're in a position where you've got a limited amount of capital. One of the other great benefits to this model is the return on investment that you can generate from your rent-to-rent deals. If I were to take a pound and spend it on a rent-to-rent deal and compare it to a pound that I might spend on a deal to buy a HMO myself, I'm going to get a far better return on my rent-to-rent deal if I do it all the right way. And that means that my money, the money that I do have, can go substantially further. I can multiply it. A good example to give you is that our average deal that we did, our average rent-to-rent deal, allowed us to recycle our capital that we invested into that project, that 10 or £12,000, and get it back, paid back within the first year. So 100% return on investment as almost a minimum. With owned assets, it's really difficult to do that. For me, buying in prime areas, a 20% return on investment is considered very, very good. A lot of people are actually buying at more like 12 to 15%. And we do see people doing 100% ROI deals, but you need to force the value up so significantly, you're going to need a huge amount of capital to do it. You've got to be 
fundamentally adding value, extending properties, adding bedrooms, you know, all of that shebang. You don't have to do that with a rent-to-rent deal. And that brings me on to the third great benefit of this model, which is speed. I'm a huge fan of speed. I like to go fast in life. <laughs> I like to go fast down the mountains. I like to run fast. I like to do things quickly. And rent-to-rent is great because you can move really, really fast. You can go from 0 to 10 properties. Just look at Joe and Olivia, who've been on the show. Look at how quickly they have built their business. That is because rent-to-rent allows you to do that. It's very difficult to do that if you're buying your own assets. To go from zero to 10 owned assets is a completely different kettle of fish with rent to rents. You can literally get in, get the deals done, do refurbs within a couple of weeks because we are talking about substantially smaller amounts of work to create that margin. You're not hanging around for three months waiting for a mortgage lender and solicitors to do all their bit. So you can move really fast with rent to rent. And I love that about this model. You can build a fantastic business. Within 12 months, you can completely transform your life because you can move so quickly when it comes to rent to rent. And for me, it's absolutely brilliant. Now, by no means is that an exhaustive list of the benefits to rent to rent, but for purposes of being balanced on the show, let's consider some of the challenges because rent rent definitely does have its challenges. I suppose the first big one is that it isn't easy to bring rent-to-rent deals on. You've got to work really hard to find them. I bang on a lot about direct-to-vendor marketing. Most people get this completely wrong. Most people do it the same as everybody else and they get the same pretty terrible results as everybody else. You've got to do this right. You have got to invest some money in the right sort of marketing. You've got to be incredibly consistent. You've got to be very, very persistent. It's not for the faint-hearted. We've touched on it already, but there's a lot of legislation to navigate. There's a lot of regulation that we need to be aware of and we need to make sure that we are managing around properly. That's a lot to keep on top of. And there's also a lot of management to do. This is a management model. It just isn't easy to manage people. Managing tenants can be really, really tough. And on top of that, you've got to manage landlords as well. And that is its own challenge. So please don't get me wrong. This isn't a breeze. You've got to work really, really hard if you want to build a rent to rent business. And I did work really, really hard. Long days, long weeks, tough months, in some cases, tough years, you've really got to be prepared to work incredibly hard. It isn't for the faint-hearted. So please don't, just because I'm excited about the idea of rent-to-rent and because you can do great things with it, please don't think that that means it's easy to do. It just isn't. You've got to work really, really hard. Let's talk about some of the things that we need to think about if we're actually going to bring rent-to-rent deals on and actually start our business then. This is the second part of today's podcast, part two. We need to get to the bottom. We need to, if we're going to do this, we need to understand how to actually assess deals. It's quite different to assessing deals that we're going to buy on the open market for ourselves. We haven't got mortgages and things like that to consider, but we've got things like payback terms to consider. We really have to make sure that our original investments, we're putting two or five or ten thousand pounds into a deal. We need to make sure that we're really getting a very accurate return on that investment because if we get it wrong, and actually if we plan a a seven thousand pound refurb and actually we go in and it's double. That really changes the economics of a rent-to-rent deal. There's lots of sensitivities around things like room rates. It's very surprising, but in a rent-to-rent deal, if you change the room rate by £5 a week, it significantly changes what the deal can look like. That's the same when it comes to things like bills. If you're out on your bills by a few quid, if you're out on your occupancy by just a few percent, and if you're out on all of this stuff by a little bit, you can end up miles out at the end. And that, unfortunately, is where a lot of people go wrong. So if you're thinking about rent-to-rent and you want to get into rent-to-rent, one of the things you absolutely need to nail is your understanding of how to appraise and analyse deals. We don't have anywhere near the capacity to talk about that in today's episode, but I just want to highlight, that's what the purpose of today's episode is, 
some of the really important things. And this is unquestionably one of the most important things. And to be honest, this is one of the reasons why I think we did really well as a business with Rent to Rent. We were so strict in our numbers. We had a minimum criteria. We stressed our deals heavily. We factored in things like voids. We were very generous with things like bills. And we made sure that that margin was always there. And that meant in lean times when occupancy wasn't so good or when we had a global pandemic, we were absolutely fine. A lot of people work way too close to the line. And when things happen, like they did in COVID, it took a lot of people out. A lot of businesses were just wiped out because they were working on wafer-thin margins. You can't do that in rent rent Often, the inclination is to take the deal because we're desperate to do a deal. We want to get the money coming in. But by doing that, we put the rest of our business or the future of our business at risk. So when I teach rent run I really, really, really drill into people the importance of knowing your numbers, stressing your deals and understanding margins and what healthy margins look like. As well as the numbers, we need to know about locations. This is so important and a lot of people unfortunately get this bit wrong as well. They invest on the doorstep because they think that that's the place that they know and of course that's the easiest and actually that's not necessarily the right decision for any rent rent business. rent rent works really well where you've got a good sized population a population of people who need accommodation like yours. You've got to consider things like how many people are in that area, where they're going to be commuting to, what else is going on in that location in terms of infrastructure, amenities, employment. You've got to think about all of that stuff. You need to think about what the competition is doing, how much competition is there. You need to think about whether or not there's an Article 4 direction that's going to scuppy your plans. All of this stuff is really important. And a lot of people don't stop to actually go into the detail of this before they start the rent-to-rent business. If I was thinking about setting up an ice cream shop, I'm going to really think about where I do that. I'm probably not going to do it on the street that I live. I'll probably make a few quid, but probably make a lot more money if I go out to the coast. I go into the Peak District and find a nice spot where there's a lot of foot traffic. And it's the same for rent to rent You have to know what people are looking for and how rent-to-rent businesses work and the sort of stuff that they feed off so that you can build a successful rent rent business. Unfortunately, a lot of people just don't do that. They build rent rent businesses in areas where there actually isn't a huge demand, where the tenant demographic isn't actually favourable, certainly not for the type of accommodation that they're proposing to create. And that washes through as a really big problem over time. So you've got to know this stuff. Part three of today's episode, I want to talk about what's involved in managing a rent-to-rent business and managing rent-to-rent properties. Um, let's get the big one out of the way. And I mentioned this when I was talking about some of the pros and cons in the first part. Managing properties. There's a lot involved, guys. I want to be really frank with you. It's not easy. Personally, I don't find it enjoyable. Don't know many people who do find managing properties or managing tenants enjoyable, but it's fundamental. It just is what it is. You need to do it. You need to do it incredibly well and you can never take your foot off the pedal. You have to have your finger on the pulse when it comes to managing your properties and managing your tenants. Keeping up with certificates and maintenance, inspections, you know, just keeping on top of your properties and then keeping tenants happy and managing little things like check-ins, check-outs, inventories, deposit protections, conflicts within the houses. All of this stuff takes a lot of time. It isn't for the faint-hearted. You can't just take a property, put some people in it, and expect that it's just going to make you money. You have to work really, really hard for that money. So get your head around the fact that this is a management model. It's not something you can do in your evenings and weekends. 
certainly you can't continue to build a big business like that. It might be possible to start it like that, but if you want to build it out to 5, 10, 15, 20 properties, it's a full-time job. You're really going to have to commit to the idea. You're going to have to build a team to do it if you can't do that yourself. So management is key. This is fundamentally a management model. It's not an investment model. It's a management model. And that's just managing your properties and your tenants. Then you've got to actually manage the business. And rent to rent is a business that has a lot of moving parts. You've got a lot of people and a lot of different relationships to manage. You've got things like legals and solicitors, sort of draft agreements and manage that. You've got your relationships with landlords. You've got marketing and all the costs associated with that. You need to be um, doing things like accounts and actually collecting money and, and knowing where it's going. You need to make sure that you're using all the various platforms to do things like protect your tenants' deposits. You probably need things like property management software. All of this stuff is stuff that you have to think about. And that all takes time and it takes energy. And of course, it requires money. So you can't just start a rent-to-rent business by taking property on, chucking some tenants in there, and again, just walking away. There's way more to think about, guys. You have to be really on top of that. And actually, one of the reasons why I think we did it really, really well and very successfully, why I was eventually able to sell that business, exit, is because we did that and we understood the importance of actually managing the business as well as managing the tenants. If you want to sell this business one day, you are going to have to absolutely make sure that your business is managed incredibly well. Your finances, your legals, all of your administrative stuff, you know, just managing bills. There's so much work involved, making sure that everything is in the right place. You've got a nice sort of archive system, very simple stuff. But trust me, when you get into building a rent-to-rent business, there's so much to think about. It's often the stuff that falls by the wayside. And of course, that's where the problems start to occur. So you have to think about how you're going to manage your tenants, how you're going to manage your properties, and how you're going to manage your business. And you have to be really prepared and really committed if you want to do this, if you want to take the idea of building a rent-to-rent business seriously. Part four then, scaling up a rent-to-rent business. How do we actually do this? Well, this is something that I can give you a lot of advice on because pretty much what we did. When I started my rent-to-rent business, I think I put 10,000 quid into it. My business partner, I think, did the same. So we started it on a small amount of capital. And we multiplied that and we turned it into substantially more. There are lots of ways to do this, but you have to be really prepared and committed to doing it and you have to work really hard. Now, one of the ways is to sort of replenish your capital by recycling it through. So generating that rental income from your deals, making a margin, being profitable, recycling that into the next deal. The trouble with that is that depending on the pace that you want to grow, it can often feel like every pound you make, you're just throwing back in. And problem I often see with sort of fairly fresh rent-to-rent operators is that they feel like they're kicking the can along the road time and time again. They're making money, but they're not actually seeing or feeling the benefits of it. If you want to build a rent-to-rent business, you can't just sort of pillage it for the money that it makes and go and spend it on a car or a fancy holiday. You really need to commit to reinvesting it back into that business. That's why we did well, because we reinvested everything back into that business. We had the foresight, the understanding that that was important. That was what was going to be required if we wanted to grow it, if we wanted to take on the next deal and the next deal and the next deal. And that's exactly what we did. Even by doing that, though, we didn't have enough capital. So we went out and we raised a lot of money. We did a crowdfunding exercise. We raised several hundred thousand pounds to do it, which is a pretty extreme version of what I'm talking about here. You don't necessarily need to do that. It was great for us because it gave us a huge amount of firepower. We could go out and we could ramp up our marketing, we could build a team and we could take on more deals and do more refurbs. And that's exactly what we did. But 
You don't have to take that much money, but you can borrow money privately. And businesses do this all the time. There's no reason you can't do it with a rent-to-rent business. You shouldn't need security. It's unreasonable for anybody to ask for security on an asset. It's unsecured. They might want some sort of a guarantee or a personal guarantee or a debenture over your business. That's absolutely fine. But raising private finance to help grow your rent-to-rent business is definitely one of the ways that you can do this. There are other ways to scale up, though. Leverage your contacts, leverage your network, leverage your landlords. Landlords know lots of other landlords and all of these people can help you find deals and make it easier to bring on the next deal and so on and so forth. So there's lots of clever ideas that can help you actually scale up your business. Systemizing and building operations and processes into your business, building a team. These are all methods to help you actually scale. And if you want to build a rent-to-rent business up to 10, 15, 20 plus properties, you absolutely have to be doing this. You have to commit to the idea of doing it. And it's important to go into this knowing and understanding that this is what's going to be evolved. This is what it is going to take. Don't just wander in and sort of expect that you'll just go from one to two to three to four to five properties because you found the last one. There's a lot more to it. You have to think very much with a business cap on. But don't worry, if you've got a limited amount of capital, if you haven't got the experience of building business, don't worry. You can learn all of this. There's a lot of resource out there and we're going to bring more to you soon. But the great thing is these are just problems that you can find solutions to. There are solutions to all of these things. And fundamentally, the greatest thing about this model is its scalability. If you get it right, you can do it again and again and again and again and again. If you pick the right market, if you pick the right product in that market, if you build up the right networks and the contacts, you can just do deal after deal after deal after deal. And that for me has to be the most exciting thing about this model. I just love that. And you get to a point where you've got a lot of properties creating a lot of money. And then yes, of course, you want to buy your own assets because that's the right thing to do. That's a sensible thing to do and just a variation of what you're already doing you already know all the people who control and own the assets the landlords you probably know a lot of local agents you know the builders who can do your refurbs you've got a team who can manage your assets you know you've got your um design brief for every project you go in and you know you splash your brand around and you know exactly what you're doing it all folds into itself so for me the scalability of this is just the the best thing and i absolutely love that and i hope that despite some of the challenges that we've talked about some of the things that you need to think about when it comes to finding deals and finding the right locations and finding the right amount of capital to continue to reinvest these are just problems that we can find solutions for the scalability is the bit that you should really stick to that's the exciting bit now to finish up today's episode i want to talk to you about a couple of the misconceptions about rent rents I suppose, first of all, let's deal with the elephant in the room, okay? Rent to rent operators are all shady. <laughs> We're all just doing it wrong. It's not the truth. There are people out there doing an incredible job of rent to rent. And I'm not just telling you this to try and encourage you. I'm actually telling you because I'm warning you that the competition is actually pretty high out there. You've got people like us who did it incredibly well. We tried to blow everybody else out the water. We did it right. We did it well. We did it by the book. And that's the best way to do it. You have to do it like that. But not everybody's dodgy. And don't be worried about that misconception. Don't worry about telling people that you're doing rent to rent. Don't be embarrassed about it. I'm really proud about the business that I built. I had no issues whatsoever telling people about rent to rent. And yes, some people turned the nose up to it. And, um, and I quite enjoyed building my business despite that. And you should enjoy that too. One of the other misconceptions is that rent to rent is a bit of a get rich quick scheme. I think there's a strong narrative out there in the industry that you can make money quickly in rent to rent. And I suppose the truth is you can, but at the same time, 
it's just not easy. The first mail shot we did, we got a deal. And it was one of the very best deals we ever did. It was in Leicester City Centre. We put students in the property. It was an incredible deal. And it was honestly from our first mail shot. So to be fair, it was pretty quick. I don't know whether we got rich from it. And I guess you'd have to define what get rich is. But you can actually do it quite quickly. However, you can't get rich quick without putting a shitload of work in. I think that that's probably a better way of looking at it. And it's probably more honest. And honestly, a lot of people who try rent rent, they don't get rich. They don't make much money from it because they don't stick with it. A lot of people give up because they're not getting results from the mail shot or the marketing, or they're getting turned away by the local agents that they're going to see in the hope that they'll give them deals. That commitment, that persistence piece, it's really, really important, but it isn't necessarily a get rich quick. It's a get rich if you work really, really hard and it might happen quickly. And you know what? I think that that is as good a point to end today's episode as any. I hope I've encouraged anyone out there who's been thinking about rent to rent to take it more seriously. I hope I've inspired, hope I've motivated you. I'm a big believer in rent to rent. I'm a huge advocate. It's been an incredible part of my business journey. And I think if you do it well and you do it right, it's a great business to scale. Now, of course, today's episode was just a bit of a taster on rent to rent. We've covered some of the basics, but if you want to know more, if you want to learn more, if you want to take this more seriously, make sure you tune back in next week because I've got some very special guests on the show. You might know them from the podcast already, and I'm really excited because we're going to be going into more detail on rent to rent. I also mentioned that we've got something very exciting coming soon. It's about rent to rent. I'm not going to tell you any more than that. I'm going to leave you hanging, but you are not going to want to miss what we might be able to tell you next week. Anyway, if you want to go and get a head start on all of this, of course, head on over to the hmoroadmap.co.uk. Everything you could possibly need to start scaling and systemize HMO property business is over there. It's waiting for you, including over 60 case studies from our community members, many of which are rent to rent deals, cracking deals. We've got all the masterclasses from experts architecture, interior design, planning, all the stuff you need, even if you're building a rent-to-rent property business, everything you possibly need to know about how to manage properties, how to manage tenants, how to manage businesses, it's all there and so much more. Now, before I wrap things up today, guys, I want to just stop and say thank you. Last week, we hit 200 episodes on the podcast, a feat I can't even believe we've managed to achieve. I remember sitting down to record the first episode and wondering whether anybody would tune in to listen at all. Yet here we are, two and a half years later, and tens of thousands of you listening every single month without fail. I'm so grateful that you do turn up. I'm so grateful that you listen to me and share your ideas with us on the podcast. And I'm so grateful for all of your support. I couldn't be any prouder of what we've all achieved together as a community. I think what we've done is incredible. I think it's pulled us together as a community. And I think it's helped showcase the very best of our industry. We talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. But I'm proud that we leave no holes barred at all. And we've become, I think, a really great resource for anybody out there who wants to learn about HMOs, who wants to understand more about what we do in our industry. So thank you to you for tuning in. I couldn't be any more grateful. Here's to 200 episodes. In fact, 201 today, but here's to many, many more. That is it, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Hope you've enjoyed it. Don't forget that I'll be right back here in the very same place next week. So please join me then for another installment of the HMO podcast. (laughs) 